Tonight on Alpha's Back in Platform, Cover Master. Let's be honest, everything we do here can only be used as evidence against us. Katya Zenada. Uh, I have no idea what a brisket is. And me, Byron Hussey. Good luck. Good luck, Charlie. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Beck and Pod Form, episode 27, season 2, episode 1, working my way back to you. Huge milestone for the series as we are embarking on the second season. Wow, that's a big, it's a big step, I say. Uh, today, my name is Byron Hussey, is today as is is most days and i am also joined today by gumba master hello and i am also joined by katya zenana hello hey so um how's it going guys great now that I've uh, watched this ALF episode, even better. It's a very good episode, right? Strong I start. Was, I was entertained. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a actually you know, a revelation as I was watching it. As I, was, I wasn't enjoying it ironically. I thought it was actually genuinely funny and good. Is this <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> What's happening to you, Byron? No. <laughs> It, got... it was a pretty good episode. There were some questionable moments, but uh, Kate was most little, of it was good. A little overbearing. Um, this is here. Let me let me uh, let me let me uh, get, give the background here. This episode first aired September twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. So that's the uh, you know we're ta we're we're into the new TV season nineteen eighty seven. Um, season premiere of, uh, uh, season two, the, um, song is Working My Way Back to You by The Four Seasons. Do you guys know this song? I checked it out. It's, it goes like this. I'll be working my way back to you, babe. Gumby, take it from there. It's a uh, song by the Four Seasons. It was released January 1966. The Four Seasons is a, um, what, Motown? No. Rock and pop band. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Any of this ringing a bell? No. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> So, um, what happens in the episode? So this episode is, uh, is about Alf, um, having to earn his way back into the good graces of the Tanners after destroying, uh, an apparently thousand dollar painting that they owned this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the usual, basically. 
so he acts like a butler, which is uh, which is pretty fun, pretty funny. Also, uh, interesting fact mentioned on the um, Alf Wiki about this episode is this is this marked the first episode where Willie wears reading glasses. Reading glasses. Reading glasses. Um, really? What kind of glasses was he uh, wearing before? Um, a monocle? Seeing glasses. <laughs> a monocle. <laughs> Just shades, cool shades. So um, the episode starts with um, Alf and Brian are playing something called Screenball, which apparently is a game that involves throwing sardines into laundry baskets with dustpans. Anchovies. Uh, yeah, anchovies. Sorry. Anchovies. Yeah. For anchovies as is where I would put the uh the emphasis. Um All what right. do you guys what do you guys think of this game? Just sounds like something the writers came up with at the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> To be honest, they sort of. I don't it think it's a Malmac thing. It, it appears that they, in fact, expanded on Screenball in the animated series. Did they? Like, well, there's a little um, screenshot of of some Elf Malmac characters with um, dustpans, and um, you can see a little tin of sardines. Wait, is it sardines or anchovies? I forget again. That's the second one. <laughs> um, I just so do the dustpans only see as like sports equipment on Malmac? I think it's just a it's just a coincidence that they have they have the same shape. No, wait. Actually, I uh, think that's wrong. I think they actually are dustpans on Malmac too, and they just have a uh, dual role. Because he referred to them as dustpans and things like that. Do you mean you mean just like tennis rackets can be used as snowshoes? Yeah, perfect. Or as like a paddle for a naughty naughty bottom. <laughs> oh, you're into that, eh? I didn't say I was into it. Then how do you know so much about it? <laughs> I know barely anything. Really, just that it can happen. That's what that's what they all say. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I also don't think that that tin, like a rectangular package, is good for like throwing. Sounds sounds dangerous and kind of awkward. Yeah. To use, but, but but that's exactly what Alf does and destroys everything. Yeah. So um, Kate is upset initially. That um, Alf or somebody dumped clean laundry onto the floor. Um, Alf blames Brian immediately, but then uh, Brian says he only did it because Alf told him to. And then Alf gets upset at Brian for snitching, which is a little bit ironic, right? He always does that. Uh -uh. I'm surprised uh, Brian is still willing to play with him. It's an abusive relationship. Mm -mm. Um, 
So and then Kate um Did she tell them to stop playing screen ball? Yeah, and uh, the, the, um, I think that they hit the painting. Alf wants to demonstrate screen ball to her. <laughs> so this is—I I actually I laughed out loud at this. Uh, so he just throws the. Uh, the anchovies as hard as he can at um, at a painting, <laughs> and it breaks it, and um, and and Kate reveals that apparently this painting costs a thousand dollars. It doesn't look that way, but okay. Yeah, and Elf actually comments on that it it doesn't look like like it's a thousand dollar painting. He says it's the frame that makes it look cheap. Um, I think that was a little bit of a lampshade on the, um, that's a uh, TV Tropes term I'm borrowing, where they're hanging a lampshade on the fact that they're claiming that it's a $1,000 painting, but it's just like a cheap prop, right? Yeah. Sure. But I take umbrage with this idea that this sort of ordinary suburban family would have a thousand dollar painting um maybe it's what maybe it was a gift or uh, an inheritance yeah i don't know because kate or maybe it's willie or maybe kate just wanted uh wanted to guilt trip alf you think it wasn't really a thousand dollar painting yeah like five five hundred bucks (laughs) <laughs> maybe or maybe Willie Willy was conned and couldn't uh, admit to it when he bought it so was what? conned oh conned I thought you said cummed into... well, I, I wouldn't but... know what that means in this context mm. anyway maybe he uh, he, he was conned into, be, into buying uh, a cheap replica but uh, sold it uh, sold it as being a, a, a expensive p- picture to to his family. So it's like um, Jack and the magic beans. The magic painting. It was actually hit twice by the yeah. tin, and Kate... it was uh, damaged beyond repair. Well, allegedly. So, uh. but then it was repaired later in the episode, so, um, as we'll discuss just, in great just depth. Just curiosity, how many points did he get? Six. Hmm. Six or seven. Maybe the uh, set was six points for the first hit, and then the the second was the extra point. That's so like American uh. football. You guys know that? Do you know those rules? No. Hmm. I, I need to, to be educated on that. Should we talk about uh, American football well, for the rest of the... Um... Well, no. the only thing I know about American football is that spinal injuries get extra points. That's not true. <laughs> Maybe it's a different part of America. Maybe they can give um, 
um, what was the one that Christopher Reeves did? Horse galloping. Horse riding. Yeah. Was Do you that, mean like if um, you break the horse's back, <laughs> you, you get extra points? Is that what Christopher Reeves did? Did he get the points, though? For breaking his own back? It's really tasteless. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but... So he's not Kate, coming up. He's not going to come after you. So, Kate... Um, for for Kate, this is the last straw, guys. This is this was one damaged painting too many, and she banishes Alf to the garage for a week. That's uh, that's not really a punishment, I thought. Besides, uh, aren't the really expensive things in the garage, like like uh, Willie's ham radio and and the, and the car? And uh... it doesn't matter because he's always in the garage anyway. He practically lives <laughs> in the garage already. So yeah, that's no true. different. So he, he lived in a small room, like next to the dryer in like a little corner. Yeah. On his cot and kind of little rug thing. And now he has the garage to himself but i guess it doesn't have a tv but it has a computer yeah he could use the so. internet the darpanet mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you could, could log into darpanet and send some some packets that's how the <laughs> internet worked back then i think there's a lot of packet transfers um so yeah he's banished to the garage um he's uh pretty upset about it but he cuts. He he makes a deal. Whoa, whoa. So okay, who? Gumba, is that you? There's like a horrible thumping. That wasn't me. Maybe that was me. I don't hear anything. Is it still there? No. The something. Okay. No, it's gone. Now that's back. Um. Do, do, do you think we should cut this part out? The the moment you you ask that, it means it will never be cut out. <laughs> like it had a chance before you asked that. <laughs> it's hard to find these moments, you know. It's like I can't listen to the whole podcast again, you know. <laughs> Why not? I I can skip around a little bit, and sometimes I happen upon. Oh yeah, I should probably cut this part out. But otherwise, it's you know, good luck, good luck, Charlie. It's about nineteen minutes in. So, 19 minutes in, okay. That relies on me remembering that there's anything to cut out at any point, <laughs> much less at 19 minute, minutes in. So, um, Alf cuts a deal with uh, Willie that he's allowed to bring something from the house. Very vaguely worded deal. Um, and then um, Willie... Or is it Kate gets up in the middle of the night and finds that that all the furniture is gone. Um, and at first they think they have been burgled. But then they remember that they're in the television show Elf. And these types of things happen all the time. Um, and it what happened? What happened? 
Katya, what, what happened here? Al just took all the furniture uh, to, to the garage. I have no idea, first of all, how he managed to do that alone, presumably. Maybe maybe he had some help from Lucky. He must be very Lucky. strong. Lucky, he maybe? Maybe uh, he's always been super strong, but he, he hides his strength. Maybe, but also silently, because... Uh, I don't know how they didn't hear him moving the sofa and the chairs and everything. Well, if it, you know, if it's like he's really strong, you could just lift it up over his head like it was nothing. I guess. Mm. Do you think it's like he's, he's just like in uh, Dragon Ball where he can like suppress his power level? Gumba, do you think it's like that? Sorry, I was on the on the toilet. What, what were you talking about? What do you think that Alf's power level from Dragon Ball Z would be? Oh, definitely over 9,000. <laughs> so, do you think he can suppress his power level to the point where he could, like, raise it later to lift a couch effortlessly and, and bring it into the garage? Mm. Sure, why not? Okay. So, um... All Let's the furniture is in the garage, including um, the microwave, and he has made a um, brisket. Is a uh, microwave a good way to cook a brisket? Uh, I have no idea what a brisket is. Please, uh, please tell me. Brisket is a cut of meat. Um, that, that is definitely gumba. Ah, oh, sorry. I was I was uh, looking for my my painkillers. What kind is it? Like a like an opioid? No, just some ibu ibu ibuprof ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Yes. Get out. That's how we that's how we pronounce it in the United States too. Ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Brisket is a cut of meat from the breast or lower chest of beef or veal. Hmm. Sort of like the um, the boobs. No, that would be like. Okay, butter. I googled it. It looks delicious. No, no, actually, actually, uh, uh, wouldn't would the wouldn't the breast of 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 uh, of a cow be the other? Yeah, I just said that. Hmm. I said it. You literally talked over me saying it by saying it. Good. It does look pretty tasty, though. And also, I've had it, and it is a good You know, cut. Uh, funny aside, I do, I do know someone who named their cat Brisket. Hmm. No, Alf would love that. Yeah. Probably not a but... lot of meat on a cat's brisket. Hmm. Probably not. Uh, probably. Depends on the, on the size of the cat. I mean... I mean, lions and tigers are technically cats, too. Technically. So, yeah, anyway... He, he, do, he does eat a tiger in a, another episode, too, remember? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that was actually, like, frozen frozen meat mm -hmm. from that tiger. It's waiting. I think that um, cooking a brisket in a microwave would not work. Maybe it has a grill built in. Or was he just reheating it? Even that would probably ruin it. 
Well, we see later that um, he knows how to cook, but also can mess up terribly. So. Well, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't understand um, science. Yeah, cookers. Yeah, that's that's a new concept for him. On so, Willie and Kate are really upset that Alf has taken all the furniture. And basically they're... That something has happened again. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that you? Were you moving I... your body? Um. <laughs> That's that sounds very suggestive. It's against you the rules. Yourself. I, I, I tried not to. <laughs> just, just hold perfectly still. <laughs> this is this is going very well. This um, is creepy. What? This sounds very creepy. You're creepy. Not you. I bet, um, Gumba, you probably have a pretty uh, good brisket on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, let's not go into the um, cannibalism category, oh. please. <laughs> okay. So, you, as, as I was saying, you, as I was saying. You want to taste my briskets? I... Let's get back to the topic at hand, which is Alf. Um, so what happened next? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Alf. Alf has some memory problems. Every time he's about to be left alone in the garage, um, he, he wants to say something to the tanneries, but every time he forgets. It's, it's, it's like a joke, but it's pretty weird because that never happened before. I thought it was pretty funny. I I actually laughed because, um, well, first of all, he he, they Kate gave him a minute, and then like somehow it ended up being thirty seconds before he actually started talking, and then he by the time he was able to actually start talking to explain himself, he didn't know what to say, which communicated to me that like he actually didn't feel any remorse for anything that he had done. Because, uh, you know, if he can't remember what to say, then it wouldn't have been genuine, even if he had to had apologize. Am I wrong? I think uh, I think Alf was right because he was given. I mean, he was told that he could take something from the house. It wasn't specified, so knowing Alf, quantified. Knowing Alf, they they should have been prepared for for this kind of action. You know. That doesn't mean it's not. Like horribly selfish to take everything from the house. Well, he didn't take any everything. He he left in the painting. He also <laughs> yeah. left the Statue of Liberty. Was it a clock or a lamp? It was a clock. Yeah. That um was a hideous. apparently a hideous gift from um Dorothy, Kate's mother, Dorothy. Yeah. Halligan. That's her full name. Yeah, so the Tanners uh, give him one chance to to fix this uh, conundrum, I guess, the situation, and uh, 
he has to be on his best behavior for a week. Mm-hmm. Or he moves back to the garage and he doesn't want to live there alone because he needs human company. He says he, he somehow needs it now. He never knew he wanted that before. Yeah, he's he's become uh, essentially addicted to it. Sort of like a... Um, human junkie, but yeah. not... Human junkie. <laughs> not like a, just a human addict. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Willie seems very touched by that speech, and he's willing to spend more time with Alf in the garage uh, when he hears that. But then Kate doesn't let him like stay in that position for for, for long. He has yep. to take the side. Willie's a real real pushover. Um... He's also wearing some very kind of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey suit or something in the beginning <laughs> of this episode when he's talking to Alf. He has like a shirt. What, what makes it a Fifty Shades of Grey suit? Bondage gear. <laughs> maybe. No, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not as classy as it should be for Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's just... Uh, Maybe something fancier than a civil servant would wear to his job. Yeah, he usually, usually he just wears like a shirt or like a, a sweater, mm-hmm. sometimes tie, but he has like a jacket, like a vest in this scene. And um, without any context, it's not it, it's not specified that he just came back home from work or anything like that. So a, he's a classy guy. <laughs> And as such, he deserves a classy butler, or as Alf likes to be referred to as manservant, which is ultimately what um, Alf lands on for um, sort of the re- recompense he's to make for his uh, his sins in order to uh, earn his way back into the house. Uh, Alf puts on a uh, a shirt and a bow tie. Cooks eggs Benedict, um, spotlessly cleans the house, and um, starts talking in a fancy butler voice. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to please them. Yeah, who and knows what else that ma- entails? Ma- servant, yeah. And uh, everyone notices that the house is very clean, which pisses off Kate. Yeah, so this very quickly veers into some uh, some nascent. Uh, um, sexism, sort of arch uh, sexism, where we uh, sort of have this uh, the Kate in this uh, this uh, this role as the, uh, the 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 homemaker and housekeeper, where any um, any any knock against the cleanliness of the of the house is uh, is uh, in- inherently uh, a knock on her as the uh, as the homemaker. Uh, do you guys feel this way? This way. I think uh, she should have just relaxed, and you know, enjoyed the week. She just feels inadequate. But I mean, is did didn't you find this to be like a very sort of old-fashioned uh, beat within the story, where it's like any any commentary on the cleanliness of the house was like sort of like a failure of Kate's duty as the wife and mother. Mm, it's it 
it's sexist uh, provided that uh, you would expect her to be in that role because she's a woman but if she she just happens to be the one who does that and but everyone that's, knows but, that's what she does but that is the expectation of the of the society of, at the time I, I, I guess, I, yeah, I think this it is. May, and also maybe... the scene with Trevor, when Trevor uh, expects that everything that was done was uh, her job. And he's well, like an outsider to this family. To be fair, she is actually a, a stay-at-home mom. Um, so, you know, the, her role is defined as such in this uh, show as a homemaker um to which we uh infer that the cleanliness of the house is sort of within her purview Mm-mm. but i think i think this is uh, gumba you picked up on this right i mean this is like this it's is gender roles of the hum- what it's, it's it's a source for for some of the humor in the show <laughs> Yes. You know, criti- criticizing Kate generally. It's just it's just like an old-fashioned thing. It's like you, the woman's job is to clean up the house. If you if the house is ne- I messy, mean, she's not doing her job properly. That that I is mean, it was unambiguously the 80s, you know, it's the a, time, impl- a, a time of uh, a time of uh, great uh, upheavals. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm not regard? I'm not introducing this as a theory. This is actually what is happening. In, in the show, and it is directly related to her being a woman. But it's, it's more of a reflection of the society at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's like educational, educational material. Kind of. Cool. Yeah, for all of us. From a historic uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, Katya, you could use this in one of your, um, your lessons. For the English... Uh, Oh yeah, Katya is now a uh, an English teacher. Not a teacher, but like I, I design the program of English lessons. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, you have your they, finger. They don't on let the you pulse. near the kids yet. <laughs> no. So you can build Alf into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. You can and 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 should, and also these podcasts actually do double. As sort of like an educational supplement, which um, I don't even charge very much um, <laughs> for you to use it. So just we can talk offline about that. Um, Great. I, so I bet mean, kids would love it. Yeah. When you and say offline, you mean just not on the podcast live. <laughs> what else would I mean? Just go to Moscow <laughs> to discuss business as usual. I'm going to write a letter. Okay, so Alf is in butler mode. Um, Kate is being Trevor criticized. Trevor Oh yeah, treasure. Tre- 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 I almost called him treasure. Treasure. <laughs> he is tre- a treasure. Trevor. Mm. Trevor pops in. Alf runs away at top speed, which is unusual. Uh, he usually dawdles quite a bit. Um. Why did Trevor come over? Because he noticed that the fence looks uh, fantastic. It's freshly painted. That's right. 
and Willie sees it too, and he loves it. It's a beautifully painted fence. We don't see it. N- there's no need. Theater of the mind. Hmm. And um, Trevor really try- makes himself at home. <laughs> he gets some coffee and uh, steals a banana as well. <laughs> they don't even react. I think they're used to it. I, I kind of, I felt like I, I want to be like Trevor a bit, you know? Yeah. I, I, I want to be that guy. <laughs> Somebody that just kind of really comfortable in your own skin. You can sort of walk into any room and feel totally at home. Do whatever you yeah. want. Mm-hmm. He doesn't judge either. That's the nice thing about Trevor. Yeah, because um, also in that scene, they try to explain who painted the fence mm-hmm. and why, and they lie about it being Willie's birthday, but quickly Willie reveals that his birthday is in August. Right. Not a very not a very good liar. Yeah, and uh, Trevor doesn't judge at all. In that scene, they like they lied or anything. And he's just like, ah, you, you just want to keep up with the acmonics. Yeah, so he's it's a convenient pretty cool that he he sort of fills in the insane blanks for for them. <laughs> like, yeah, of course that's why they lied about painting a fence. Yeah, and he mentions that he has uh, flamingos, like fluorescent flamingos, mm-hmm. his yard. And uh, that's something they should be jealous of. Yeah. So that's what you do if your neighbor gets some new flamingos, you paint the fence. <laughs> yeah. Where where did the whole flamingo fashion come from, even? I mean, I know it's a thing, but like flamingos, and do you know the story behind this? This is really interesting. You you uh, Do you know? Did you research it? No, I'm just... I'm just wondering because uh, I think I know it, it's uh, part of I think like, it's a, like a health. 1950s thing. But let me check. There's a whole wiki article on it. Plastic flamingo. Pink plastic <laughs> flamingos are one of the most famous lawn ornaments in the United States, along with the garden gnome. Looks like the pink the plastic pink flamingo was designed in 1957 by Don Featherstone. I was right. It's a 50s thing. Um, While working for Union Products and has become an icon of pop culture that won him the Ig Nobel Prize for art in 1996. So I think it's just sort of like a sort of symbolic of this sort of particular era of of tacky um, modern uh american m- mundane art and life yeah i guess it's just interesting the the specific choice of a bird and it's just like one type well, there's, there's no they're, like they're pink. variety they're pink. of different kinds of birds for example would... like you get a flamingo and uh your neighbor would... gets a pelican i don't totally know. defeat the purpose because it has to be pink and bright. Ah, uh, so they notice. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Many uh, imitation products have found their way onto front lawns and store shelves. Since then, the official Pink Flamingos made by Union Products from 1987 until 2001 can be identified by the signature of Don Featherstone located on the rear underside. Keep that in mind, folks. Check your flamingos. Check your fl flamingos. Featherstone is a good name for a flamingo designer. <laughs> it really is. So uh, Alpha acts as a butler, as a, as a manservant for a mm -hmm. week. We don't see the whole week, but we see the first and the last day. Yeah, we yada yada the week. Yeah, and presumably uh, the week ends at sunset for some reason. <laughs> That really confused me because, like, that's not how weeks work. Is it like a biblical thing? Like, seven days and seven nights? I don't know. It's weird because the deal they made was made at night. So, the sunset. So, I don't know how that works. Well, if they made the deal at night, then seven days later at sunset. <laughs> would be a reasonable I mean it seems like he was very specific about it um, like they had made some kind of blood oath or cast a spell or something um, <laughs> Gumba do you have any uh, theories about this? Mm, not, nothing useful well never useful I think it useful. was <laughs> yeah shithead uh Probably just uh, for uh, conveniences. Okay, it's for conveniences. Yeah, well, so they can, you know, pass judgment. As soon okay. as the sun has so set. you have some extra hours to to decide whether the week has been productive or not, whether it worked. It seems to be that. Um, sorry, I can't find my microphone. Here it is. That everybody, uh, everybody agreed to this. Everybody seemed to understand that the uh, the week was ending at sunset. Like Alf, they even tried to let Alf the, off the hook, and he was like, "No, nope, it's got to be. We got to commit to this. It's got to be until six o'clock, sunset." I think we're dwelling on this too much. Let's move on. So. Yeah. Uh, this is so one in one final offensive. What the fuck! I just like my microphone's really being crazy. Should I cut this part out? Should I cut this out? Oh I no! <laughs> <laughs> in one little final dig against Kate as a homemaker, uh, Willie observes to Alf that Kate has never been very good at cooking duck, duck a l'orange, duck l'orange. Which, yeah. uh, I, like, I, it's, like, crazy to me. See, this is the thing. It's, like, ho homemaker is this job, and you're supposed to be able to cook everything. Like, nobody can cook duck l'orange. Why would anybody even try it? You gotta be, like, a professionally trained French chef to cook duck l'orange. Gumba, have you ever cooked <laughs> duck l'orange? I heard the name. I never tasted it. Maybe she just tried to cook it so many times, but <laughs> it was failed. always terrible, and Willie is just 
sick of it, so he uses this um, opportunity I mean, to actually try the good version of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's uh, what baked duck with orange sauce. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe I've got an idea. Actually, this is going to be a fun follow-up co- podcast that we can do. How about each of us tries to make a duck l'orange, and um, we report back. All right. <laughs> on no. how, how successful we have been. Not only that, we also send send uh, send uh, taster. Taste their menus through the mail to each other, there would be... so the others can look if if we did. Yeah, ideally we would right. be able to maybe find somebody. Some each of us would need to find an impartial judge to rate like our duck for on a scale of one to one hundred. Oh, that's a lot of. I want a really subtle grade of points in there to get all the the nuance of the, uh, yeah. the duck. You mean you mean yeah, you mean getting getting a judge like Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> no, that would be terrible. Everyone will get minus ten. Gordon, I think Gordon <laughs> Ramsay is pretty reasonable when you get things right, though. Yeah, yeah but um, the standard is pretty uh, hot for him. So. We could get Guy Fieri instead. <laughs> that would be radical. I wonder if Guy Fieri has his own duck recipe. It would have to be like a little bit more extreme than duck l'orange. Like. Maybe maybe you should try to cook that. Cook Guy Fieri's duck. Yeah, yeah, try his recipe if he has one. I'll look it up. Okay. That sounds great. So, Alf agrees to cook the duck. The, the tanners go on some kind of really fun adventure that we don't... <laughs> Do we know what they were up to? No, they just go away because they cannot deal with Alf being a manservant anymore. Yeah, they're really sick of Alf being a manservant. He's really insufferable. They even try to talk him out of the deal, and he's like, no, we have to commit. So they decide to leave the house for the whole day. And presumably do something, like, really fun. But we don't know what, where, or how. We know how. They probably drove in the car. You know, uh, you gotta hand it to Alf. When he's committed to something, he's... uh... Pulling it through. Yeah, even even um, in doing exactly what they want him want him to do, somehow he manages to be a, a dick about it. That's a natural talent of his. Mm-hmm. So he tries to cook this uh, duck, but he forgets to he he turns the stove on, but there's no fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just uh, fills the whole kitchen with gas. Mm-hmm. That he he doesn't smell it as he says later. He just thinks that was smell of dill. Yeah. Do you guys think dill, dill really doesn't? It really doesn't smell like gas. No. In fact, I mean, it just smells like dill. Like nothing really smells like dill. I mean, 
maybe not to us, but you know, Melmachians have different noses. That's true. He has Giant a very noses. long nose. He should be better at differ differentiating the smells. What presumably. If, what if? What if? Uh, the, the 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 chemical compounds in dill make it smell just like gas to Melmachians. That's possible. Yeah, well, anyway, he didn't mean to to do anything wrong in this scene. He wasn't in the wrong, really. No, it was it was I mean, an accident. Yeah, well, it was, well, a, it was a terrible accident. He could have died. I mean, technically, Alf never means to do anything wrong. Mm, debatable. I mean, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so he, he tries to light the fire and everything just blows up. Mm-hmm. He blows up the whole kitchen. kitchen and the whole house, really. Um, it's sort of a strange uh, pattern of destruction. It seems a little bit um, piecemeal. Um, yeah. And there, there isn't evidence of, of any fire. Only, only his shirt is burned a little bit. We don't really see the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen is probably, uh, probably pretty bad. I do have a little, um, there's a, uh, if on the uh, wiki in the trivia section, it says, if one looks closely, you can see Alf fly out of the window when he made the oven explosion. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. According to this trivia. I think I actually um. remember him seeing him fly out the window. So I think that, that checks out. The front window, or just the the window between the kitchen and the living room. The kitchen window, which is convenient for puppets. Huh. Oh yeah, you can see him fly out of there. And just before the explosion, Lucky was on that window yeah, and jumped down. He jumped like a down. second before it explodes. He, his um his spider sense kicked in. Lucky. So you think he's part spider? I think he's part Spider-Man. Or what if what if Lucky actually engineered this to get rid of the of the cat-eating alien? Ah. Uh, so, so he could turn the the fire off somehow. So some... Lucky just blew the pilot light out, knowing that yeah. Alpha was going to try to cook the duck Larange for yeah. Willy. I mean, how else would he known? Would he known that the that there would be an explosion? Yeah, that's interesting. I think we should keep a closer eye on what Lucky is doing in each of the episodes from now on. Do you think Lucky all this time has been sort of like um, Nibbler in Futurama, where he's presented initially as a pet, but then turns out to be an intelligent being the whole time? That that could be the case. And that, in fact, Lucky was the first alien that that the Tanners uh, adopted without realizing it, and that he yeah. was maybe sent from the future to kill Alf to prevent the extinction extinction of life on Earth. <laughs> I think he's just uh, mad at Alf for trying to eat him. That's his main motive. I he mean, wants to get rid of him. It would make Alf sense. 
that there's some kind of alien cat being since they apparently have cats on Melmac too. Yeah. Let's uh let's explore this further. Yeah, in future so episodes. So what, what you're saying is that uh, he's uh, he's also a Melmacian refuge. Or uh, a cat being from a from a separate alien planet that has oh. visited both Melmac and Earth. Hmm. So maybe it was like domesticated on Melmac for like food purposes, but uh, and he got they got cats got there one way, but mm-hmm. on their home planet, they actually evolved to be very intelligent uh, creatures. Yeah, somehow. Or mm. they evolved on their home planet to be intelligent creatures, then traveled through the stars, then ended up on other planets, and being somehow uh, um, like reverse evolved. Mm, that that makes something. sense, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they have different castes um, in cat culture of like different levels of, of intellect, and there, there, there are some that are... Sort of, yeah, uh, or maybe they're just uh, enslaved on Malmac. They're, they're still intelligent, mm-hmm. but physically meek compared to Malmacans. Yes, it's a good theory. Sad. So, sad, sad. sorry. Trevor um, is watching TV in the blown up Tanner house, um, kind of just looking after stuff until the. The Tanners get home. Um, they apparently some firefighters came and left, and they were sort of like happy just to leave the neighbor there. And um, also, Trevor ate ate the duck. Trevor ate the duck that was um, he scraped it off the wall. He like it, he said that it was. Uh... Like cooked already, somehow burned. I, I don't think... think he would cook even in the very like fiery explosion. No, he basically ate raw, raw duck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something you'd, you'd expect Trevor to do. If He's I'm gonna honest. get really violently ill, but we just don't no, see no, it. No, no, that was the last episode. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can get ill. He can get ill again. He's gonna have another Korea flashback. Well, oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, uh, do you actually uh, cook the meat before you put it in the in the in the in the oven with duck orange? No, it looked duck very orange. raw. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, Alf never got the oven to work full stop i mean until it exploded if you could if you could call that working which i do <laughs> so, so uh, trevor's on the couch everybody comes back they're like what what happened he so Tre- trevor uh seems to be aware that the tanners have a butler but doesn't seem to want to actually meet the butler or think it's strange that he never sees the butler and also he seems to be aware that the butler caused this explosion but nobody is concerned with the fact that they can't like find the butler 
Well, he said he seemed to run away, to have run away. Hmm. And then he leaves, and they go looking for Alf. Oh. But they, the authorities were apparently involved at some point. Oh, yeah. And then left. Well, well the I guess the police. Were... I guess the police were not called, and the firefighters, it's not their job to look for some <laughs> manservant. That's... No, it... it... In an emergency, we send everybody here in the in the United States. We send an mm. ambulance, a fire truck, and a policeman or woman. I guess. <laughs> I think these are like uh, this part of the story. It's a little, a little, uh, a little vague. Oh, actually, uh, he was hiding. He and Lucky were hiding mm-hmm. in the dryer. So they might not have found him in the house or outside the house. That's it doesn't explain why they would shrug and leave before the owners of the home yeah, arrived no, that, home again. That was just uh, lazy <laughs> lazy laziness on their part. This is like that's that's enough of this. Let's get out of here. Somebody blew up this house. Maybe maybe they really hated being with Trevor there. That's probably it. Trevor probably drove them away. So, um, they find... Trevor leaves. They find Alf in the dryer with, um... With Grandma's rosary beads. Did we know that Alf was Catholic? No, where did he even get that rosary? I don't know, but he's definitely Catholic, right? I guess, but maybe like he um, he got it from like some TV shows or something like that. He was baptized uh, by the TV. You don't think he was genuinely Catholic? You think he was just like doing a bit? He, maybe he was genuine in his religion, but he was introduced to it by pop culture. Well, apparently they're uh, Dorothy's rosary beads. Or were they Willie's mother's? I'm not sure. They just said grandma's, I think. Yeah, they're the Tanner family rosary beads, it says in the trivia. Um <laughs> Important information. <laughs> Along with the uh, the first episode of the appearance of Willie's reading glasses. That's just... <laughs> what kind of glasses did he have before? Like, was, was he Binoculars. not using... Binoculars. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's often uh, wearing glasses. I didn't write the trivia. Well, maybe I, you should. I wonder if maybe we can figure should. out who did. Um, I, I hope it's, it's not Tony to pull <laughs> I think I, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, I tried to friend Tony Topola on Facebook. But I don't think he accepted my request. Um. <sighs> Maybe you should write him, like, a formal email. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Tony, how do you see, um, 
like the history of who edited edited a um uh wiki uh, fandom wiki yeah that's good <laughs> we should get him on the podcast if he still I, remembers anything i can't but i can't figure out who it is like it, i don't even i don't even <laughs> just get like a bunch of tony depolis <laughs> on the podcast tonight on are you back in pod four <laughs> Tony Topola, Tony Topola, and Tony Topola. They would all agree to do it, even though no, only one, or possibly none of them, might be the real Tony Topola. <laughs> Maybe none of them actually watched Alf at all. You think Tony Topola uh, never even watched what Alf? What do you mean? What do you mean? None of them will be the real Tony Topola. <laughs> I mean, the real Tony Topola is the Tony DePola that wrote the ALF summaries on IMDb. So All the rest are fakes. The others are frauds. Fake frauds. Well, un- right, unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any re- record of who wrote the ALF wiki, so I'm going to have to abandon that thread. So the episode ends, right? I mean... They say, we've got to clean up this house, and Alf is like, well, now I'm back to the old Alf. He also offers yeah, to he, move out. He re- he wants to turn himself in to the alien task force. He yeah. feels like he really failed, and he says, I don't deserve to live. <laughs> being, being very depressed. Yeah, he's really taking this hard. Yeah, but they let him stay, mm-hmm. and uh, the episode ends with Alf showing Willie some fluorescent uh, flamingos that he stole, I guess, mm-hmm. or like bought some new ones, I don't know, from uh, Trevor, uh, and he put them in the garage, mm-hmm. and he, he's really proud of the beauty of this majestic yeah, doesn't he, he tells um, Willie to turn out the light, right? Yeah. But is that to demonstrate that they glow in the dark? Because they, I don't think they yeah. do. Or do they just? Are they just like kind of day glow? I guess they do glow in the dark, but it just. It didn't look well. It looked like there was some light shining on them. Maybe it's a yeah, very strange well. scene. I'm not sure why it's there at all. Why they had to bring the the the, <laughs> the flamingos back into this, and Willie is all very impressed. Though he says uh, that it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking <laughs> too. That's right. That's good. It's actually a uh, a scene we we didn't really talk about where um, when the flamingos flamingos were first uh, brought up. Um, Alf infers something from Willie that his command is for Alf to steal the flamingos. Um, Which apparently is a misunderstanding on Alf's part. But we never actually learn what Alf, what Willie actually wanted Alf to do in that scene. I just wanted to point that out. That's that's still hanging out there. Mm. Yeah, it's a a flamingo mystery of of the Alf show. 
And I, well, that's, I no, think... no, I'll fluff a little mystery. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love... <laughs> he, does, he does. He does love a mystery. Okay. Why don't we stop this? I think we did it. Yeah. I think we made it to the end. Great. It's, it's been a... It's been a... It's been it's it's been an adventure. Yeah. What did we learn? What did we learn today, guys? Uh, well, I learned that Willie might have been better off marrying Alf <laughs> because uh, yep. he was he was uh, enjoying Alf as a manservant. Mm-hmm. He he would like to spend more time with Alf, mm -hmm. and he was uh, bitter that Kate did not master a duck, the the, the, the orange duck anyway. <laughs> duck so the uh, orange. Yeah, I I will never be able to pronounce that. I don't think um, I'm pronouncing it pronouncing it correctly <laughs> either. Uh, so. Yeah, maybe he he didn't choose his spouse uh, wisely. Maybe yeah, he should change his mind. That's a very good observation. Um, I think that there is some complexity in the relationship between Willie and Alf that we should continue to think about and explore in future uh, future episodes. Gumba, mm -hmm. do you have any uh, closing thoughts for us? Well, I'll. Uh, I, I learned that uh, Alf apparently has a very, uh, very varied and uh, very, uh, um, how do you say, uh, uh, a very varied skill set that's uh, of a high level. Yeah, yeah he's very he's good very at cleaning, good. cooking. He repaired the painting. So who knows? Who knows what's going on with Alf? He's a hyper-intelligent space creature being. Let's, let's leave it there. Yeah, he's just stuck with uh, the Tanners because he's addicted to them. He's addicted to love. Tanner love. Yeah. <laughs> Not very healthy, but it is what it is. It's called codependency. Or something. I don't know. It might not be called that. Okay, guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining. This has been fun. Um, and audience, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk about Elf. It's been really good for you and for us to have you leave listen. Us, um, leave us some comments. There were comments? Uh, it's, um, well, there, there better be some new ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Leave, please, leave comments. <laughs> There's gonna be so many comments on this. I can't. It's, you're not gonna even believe how many comments we're gonna get from this. I, I'm ready to write to write some myself. Please I'm do. If love it. Each of us should write at least one comment. And each of the listeners, you, you, you're bound by contract now. If you listen to this and don't read it. Or write a comment. Comment. <laughs> You're scum. <laughs> Full stop. You're scum. A new level of scum. Okay, guys. Until next time. Oh, the next episode is. Shit! I closed my uh, tab with like the.
uh, oh, the next episode is The Ballad of Gilligan's Island. Wow. That sounds good. Sounds fancy. Yeah. Have you ever seen Gilligan's Island, Katya? No. Whoa. That could be a treat for you. What Can't you? wait. Gumba, you've seen Gilligan's Island, of course. No. What? But I've seen a lot of parodies about it. Okay, that's probably sufficient. I, okay, watched, the, the, I watched the cartoon show. Of Gilligan's Island? Yeah, and Gilligan's Planet. Whoa, I didn't know that existed. Gilligan's an idiot. That's the, uh, the, the central premise. Gilligan's an idiot. They're stuck on an island, and they are able to get off in every episode, except for Gilligan ruins it. Ruins it. Okay. Everything. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Ciao.